Shalom Lechem Rabbi Sai, from Hanukkah, we find ourselves tonight lighting the fourth Ner of Hanukkah. As I mentioned last week, that although we normally talk about the Pasha, perhaps this week we'll try to say a few words connected to Hanukkah. Now we know that the Yavanim carried out and declared various decrees against Klal Yisrael. We know that they forbid, made it forbidden for them to keep Shabbos, to be keeping Rosh Chodesh, to count our calendar by the Jewish calendar. And we know that they <coughs> did not allow Klai, so they forbid them from being kind of the mitzvah of Mila. Now, last week on Erev Shabbos, I was by a family, Bris, and I was asked to share a few words. And being that one of the Xeris that the Yvonim had on Mila, maybe we'll try to talk a little bit about Hanukkah and how maybe that connects it to Mila. Why the Yvonim was specifically after the mitzvah of Mila, maybe one of the reasons. Now, the Masik's Pasha, Pasha's Vayeshev, when the brothers wanted to kill Yosef, so Ruvain suggested that instead of killing him, let's throw him into a bar, let's throw him into a pit. And his idea was that if Yosef is really a tzaddik, then he'll be saved from the bar. And he was planning on coming back to save him later on. We talked about this last week. The Pasuk says, They took him and they threw him into the pit. The boy was empty without water. Ask Rashi, if the if you know the understanding of the Pasuk when the Pasuk tells you that the boy was empty, isn't it obvious that there's no water inside there? Why did the Pasuk have to tell me that there was no water? My main boy, there was no water. But Nechashim and Akravim, we did find inside the bar. That was a drusha that we brought in last week's parasha. Rashi brings the one chaps. We'll come, we'll come back to in a minute. Now the Maral asks a question on that Gemara, on that, on that Gemara Chavis, on that drusha. The Maral asks, it's understood that it had to explain to us why if it said Babur Reik, if it was empty, why did it have to tell you there's no water inside? It meant to tell you that something else was inside. But what's the difference if it was Nechashim Vakravim or anything else that was dangerous for Yosef? The main thing was to point out that even though there was no water inside, but there was still a danger for Yosef, and if there would have been nails and bricks inside there, that would have been the same thing. So we just have to tell you there wasn't water inside there, but there were other things that were dangerous. <coughs> Why is it relevant that the Josh has to specify that there were nechashim v'akravim, that there were snakes and scorpions inside the bar? That's the morale's question. So the morale answers that there was something specific <coughs> that the Gemara meant when it brought the example that when the bar was empty, there was, there was there was still snakes and scorpions inside and not, <coughs> and not nails and bricks because if there would have been nails and bricks inside there, then you couldn't call the bar rake. You couldn't call the bar empty. 
you couldn't call it empty because there's bricks and, and nails inside. Okay, so then the question is, well, if there's nechashim v'akravim inside there, so then why does that justify calling it empty either? Explains Barel that even though there were nechashim v'akravim inside there, but they weren't there on a constant basis. They weren't steady. <clears throat> they came in and out. They were there part of the time, and they would go back into their holes. They wouldn't be around the whole time. And therefore, when something's not existing steadily, it's not there the whole time, that's not called full. That's something that's called empty, and therefore justifies the Lashon of the Pasuk, Abarek, the bar was empty, but there was no water, but there was Nechashim HaKravim, that's still considered reik, it's still considered empty, and, and, and therefore justifying the Lashon of empty, but it was still a possible danger for Yasef, and that was their intention when they put him into the bar. Because if it would have said, Bricks and and, uh, and nails, then it wouldn't have justified the lotion of break, being empty. That's what the, what the Ra'al tells us. <coughs> now this drasha of Abarek Eimber Mayim, that there was no water, <coughs> there was no water, but Nechash Makrav Mi'eshpai, that it has, it had snakes and scorpions, like we mentioned before, it appears in the Gemara and Shabbos and Abchabbeza Merav. Now that Joshua was brought by Rav Kahana in the name of, of Rav Tancha, Rav Tancha. And it's really the second Basha, second Joshua that the Gemara brings <clears throat> in the name of Rav Kahana in the name of Rav Tancha. Now, what's the first Joshua? The first Joshua is the following. Ne'er shel Chanika she'anicha l'mala michof ama p'sula k'suka u'kimama. If I take my nearest Hanukkah and I put it above 20 Amis, I put it high up above 20 Amis, then it's not, you haven't fulfilled your requirement for putting out nearest Hanukkah. Just like by a sukkah and by a mavli, if I make the sukkah higher than 20 Amis and the schach is going to be above 20 Amis, that passes the sukkah. And by mavli as well, when you want to make an Eruv and you want to put uh, a simon to show you that there's an air of the Alachi Bakaira, if you put it higher than 20 Amis, the Heker is not going to be accepted. accepted. So to over here, the Nehem Hanukkah is not going to be good if it's higher than 20 Amis. We need to be fire some Denes and to, to, to publicize the Denes and higher than 20 Amis, it's not, uh, it's not valid. Now, the two drushes don't seem to have one, one to do with the other, right? Their Hanukkah being higher than 20 Amis, and, and the fact of the bar being empty, but there were snakes and scorpions inside, they don't really have a connection to each other. Now, that doesn't bother us, because we find many times in, in Shas that we'll sometimes bring two random drushes that don't have connection between each other, one after the other, as long as it's mentioned by the same person. Both of them are of Kahana and the name of Tanachon, and therefore, in order for, for a person to be able to remember, for memory purposes, We'll bring them together so that it'll help a person to remember. But seemingly, there wouldn't be a connection between the two. I once saw in the Sefer of Shalem Levinstein, he says like this. He wants to say, no, there is a connection. Because there's a Bach in Hilchus Hanukkah, Simutafesh Ayin, when he asks the question, he asks the question, why is there, what's the difference between Purim and, Pe- and uh, Hanukkah that by Purim, <laughs> there's a din of Mishtiva Simcha, to make a whole Sudha. 
Chanukah, we know it's not really the Mishnah Subcha, and that's why people they in Halacha it says that you're supposed to add Shiras v'Sishbachas Divrei by the Suda in order to make it clearly into a Suda's Mitzvah. What's the difference? So Sibach says Venira the Bepurim Iker Akzayil Haisalufishin Nano Misudas Shalaisa Rasha by by Purim the Akzayil the decree was because they partook and they took pleasure in the Suda of Achashverosh. Therefore, there was a gzeir on, the, on them to be killed and to, and to kill the goof, their bodies, that partook in the eating of, of the Suda Sechashverish. They partook in a meal and of, of, of Simcha and Mishnah, which was Aser. When they did Tshuva, they they held themselves back from eating, right? They afflicted themselves. They came all together and they davened together and they, they fasted. That's why they designated those days of the day of the days of Purim as days of Mishnah to remember the, the nays that their bodies were saved and that they were, and therefore they were, we have Mishnah we have a Sudha. The main zera on Klal Yisrael by Hanukkah was because they were lax and they weren't being careful about keeping, you know, to the Avodah Hashem. That's why there was a zera on them to take away their Avodah. Now, where do we see that the, that the Yavadim tried to take away their Avodah? That brings a b'raisa, k'datan yibu b'raisa. Shagadzor leina yisra rasha. Right, the Eisur Rasha Antiyachis levatel hatamit. He was geyser that they should be levatel the carbon tamit. The carbon tamit was a carbon that was brought every single day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Tamit meaning constantly, every day, not missing a day, even brought on Shabbos. And he wanted to be levatel that carbon from being brought. Ba'ida malahem. And he said, "There's one other mitzvah which they which they do klaisol does, and if we take that away, we mivatel that mitzvah, and they're lost." What was that mitzvah that they tried to be mivatel? They tried to mivatel hadlakas menayra, the lighting of the menayra. Shekasev ba lahalis ner tamit, that the nerus the ner has to be lit. Constantly, as long as that menorah is being lit constantly, then they're they're able to be kept safe. And then they came and they were matame all the oils, and that led to the nace of Hanukkah. So, what were the two gzeris that the, that the Brayser tells us that Isa Russia tried to be geyser on them? One was to be mavatel the carbon tamid, which was brought constantly every single day, steady. And to battle the the nerus of the menorah, which also there was a mitzvah lahalis ner tamid, that the light of the menorah had to be lit constantly, <clears throat> consistently, without taking any breaks. That was the gzera. Now, explains Rav Shlomo Levinstein. That's the connection between the two memories, like we mentioned before from the Maral. Why was the bar considered an empty bar, even though there were the chashim akrav inside there? And it had to be that being the example as opposed to bricks 
and 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 nails because of the bricks and nails in there they're there constantly therefore it's still somewhat full it's not empty but if something's not there constantly like the chashim akravim even though they were the sakana for yosef the snakes and scorpions but the fact that they weren't there constantly that's still something called wreck that's something called empty it, it, it's, it's considered if it doesn't exist over there so too in the avodas hashem when there's a tmidios, when there's a consistency, when we're constantly keeping to something with ritzifus, with consistency, without making breaks, that makes that into an avayda shleima. It makes it something that's full. It makes it something that's complete. Whereas when a person doesn't do something consistently and we break that consistency, that makes a rekanis. It makes an emptiness. And that's what they were after trying to attack in Kaisos to take away that tmidius, that consistency in the Avedis Hashem from the Kaddish Baruch And that's why they picked the carbon Tamid and they picked the, the lights of the Menorah, which were the Halas Nair Tamid, to be able to break that consistency in order to make a reconnaissance and emptiness in the Avedis Hashem. And therefore Kaisos wouldn't have the, the, the Kayach and the, and the, and the Zchus for Bracha to be able to be saved. Now, what does that have to do with Mila? So, Maisa, there's a, in, in Pasha's Lech Lecha, which is the Pasha that Avram Avinu received the Tzivoy of Mila. So, the Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk says in Perik Yitzayim, Pasuk base. Ve'et davisi ve'ni uve'necha ve'abet o'ischavim o'id ma'id. I'm going to give you now the Brisi, the treaty, the, the covenant between myself and you, and I will, I will help you multiply and you'll become many, 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 many children will come from you. Now Rashi says, the Etna Brisi, I'm going to give you the Brisi. Rashi says, Brisha Ava, or Brisha Arts, the Brisha of love, the Brisha of Ava, and the Brisha of Arts of, of Eretz Yisrael. You'll be able to inherit Eretz Yisrael through this mitzvah. Now we know that later on in the Pasik it says that as the schus of, of Brismila, the schus of the schus of Brismila, he's gonna get out of Israel. But what does it mean when it says that I'm gonna give you with this a Brishel Av? What does that mean? Where do we see that in the Pasik? Now my Rebbe Velabar Finkel pointed out that if you look at the Tfilas of Shabbos, the Tfilas of Shabbos constantly um stressed the Nakuda of Ava in in our Tfilah. Whenever it's yamtif and we have to add in to our tefillah something about Shabbos, it throws in the nakuda of the Ava Varatza. Shabbos seems to also symbolize this idea of Ava. Why is it by bris that we're saying bris is Ava, bris Ava, and Shabbos is Ava? So Rebbe said because there's a common denominator between the two. Why, where did we see in the, where did we actually see in the Pasuk when it says, that, that, that it's Ava? Because it used the Lashon of Beini Uveinecha, between me and you. The connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Beini Uveinecha, that symbolizes Ava, the connection, the oneness. Like the Svarim say, that the gematria of the word Ava means Echad, one, one in the same. Now Shabbos also, it says, I see Beini Uveinecha. It's a sign of connection between me and you. Same thing, that idea of just like by Bris, it's that symbolizes the idea of Ava. When we, when we, when we 
take ourselves away from the world's busyness and we just connect ourselves to the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that creates an alpha between us and the Kodesh Baruch Hu and brings us to tremendous madrigas. The same thing by Briz Kodesh. Briz Kodesh is where we take our guf and we make an ice, we make a sign in our guf and that's reminding us of that connection between us and the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Now that's something which has to be there between It has to be with a constant it has to be with a <coughs> continuity. It can't be with breaks in between. It's something that's with us constantly. Hazal tell us, the Pasuk in Tehillim says, Our Kodesh Baruch Hu was, our David Melech was all excited with the words of, of Kodesh Baruch Hu, like a tremendous treasure that he received. And the, the Hazal Darshan, that this was going in the mitzvah of Rismila. David Melech was elated and excited about the <clears throat> the bris milah. The Megillah says, "Like who might the excitement, the happiness, and the excitement is the mitzvah of milah." And why is that? Why was David Melech so excited? Because when he was in a, a bathhouse in the base of Merchatz, and he wasn't able to learn, he wasn't able to make mitzvahs. He had a certain feeling. He felt like you know he felt very bad. Can't do any mitzvahs now. I mean, I say that I have to be here right now, but I'm, I can't do mitzvahs now. Until he was reminded about the mitzvah bila that he can makayim everywhere, that was in the chametz. That sign in every in our guf that we're makasha ourselves with a kodesh bochul with a tmidus on a constant basis. That's that's the side of the connection with a kodesh bochul without any break. It's not breaking that continuity. And that was something which Yavon tried to break as well. He tried to break the continuous connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Of course, we know that the, one of the reasons why they couldn't handle Brismila is because they couldn't handle the distinction between us and, 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 and the rest of the world. They were okay with us learning Torah as long as you don't make yourself... They were okay with, with learning Torah. They just didn't, couldn't handle the Kedusha of the Torah. They couldn't handle the Kedusha of Kai Yisrael. So that's the passions of why they tried to stop Mila. But here we can understand the second point, that what bothered them so much was that the Mila symbolizes a constant connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And just like they tried to be mevatel the carbon tumid, just like they tried to be mevatel the neiris of the menorah, which was the halos near tumid, they also tried to break that constant connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the mitzvah of Mila. I think that Chanukah, every Yom Tif, tells us, it's not just a memorial for something that happened. We relive the experience every single year. And when we relive the experience, it gives us an opportunity then to be able to try to work on something, to take something out of the umptive. Now, I think if everybody would just take a little time to be able to think of something that they can add to their day, they can add to their week, that they can somehow keep a a consistency they can constantly continue doing it without any breaks with a consistency. That definitely could be a help to them to be able to build themselves during this time of the year, to build themselves in their Avaida and come to a higher level of Shlemos and to avoid the Reikonus, the emptiness that sometimes the outer world tries to put into us. Everyone should be zeichet to have a frail Hanukkah and a good, a good Shabbos. Call to